inside left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, players on the ice, a scrimmage, lots of fun as training camp officially underway for the Vegas Golden Knights, Wallace Millard Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the Yeah, training camp underway today, a practice on both rinks, and then they came together for a scrimmage. Fans were in attendance. It was jammed in there today. City National Arena, what energy, what uh, excitement, and just a, a boost to everybody around. Pete DeBoer talked about the uh, the pace of the practice, and we'll get more on that because the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights is going to join us in the second hour of the VGK Insider Show, talk about day one of training camp, and then just what he has in store as much as he wants to tell us regarding his training camp because it's kind of weird. He made the statement himself. (laughs) It's the third season with the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's his first real training camp that uh, that he's been involved in in the sense of there's prospects there's uh, all kinds of uh, uh, players that uh, that he hasn't seen before to go with uh, his regular uh, lineup that he that he coached uh, a season ago so that'll that'll be a part of what we discuss with uh, Pete DeBoer on the heels of that scrimmage today in which uh, you've got C4 goaltenders and uh, the lines we'll get into that uh, in just a little bit but the most important thing and one thing that stuck with me today mm-hmm. is at the end of the scrimmage, the players all gathered and they saluted the fans. If that happened, yeah. we're used to that after wins at T-Mobile Arena. But I've never seen it at a practice. And with fans back in the building for the first time, uh, I didn't. I didn't necessarily expect it, but I thought it was cool that the players acknowledged that the VGK faithful were all in the building uh, again for the first time. So not just the first day of training camp, first day of fans being back, and the players uh, showing, again, that they appreciate uh, so much uh, their involvement. Yeah, 100%. I I thought it was a really nice moment uh, as, you know, as practice kind of concluded and and the players had really their first opportunity in that intimate of a setting to salute the fans they they do the moment was really not lost on them and and I think that that again it, it continues to further that bond between this team and this city and it's special it's there's really not much like it right now in sport so there's the the first day of training camp and then we get into the nuts and bolts of it. And your initial takeaway from what we saw today, Laurent Brassois, uh with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, for the first time. Noam Patrick on the ice with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, for the first time in a an official setting. Uh, you got to see Evgeny Dadnov skating around. We've heard a lot about him, but an opportunity to put our eyes on Evgeny Dadnov uh, was uh 
something that we are all looking forward to. So I thought I thought there was a, a couple of different ways that uh, that you want to take this from day one. Yeah, one hundred percent. I you know like I I thought that Peyton Krebs had a, a pretty noticeable day just in terms of my eyes. I thought he was creating a lot, especially in the scrimmages. Alex Petrangelo uh, just kind of picked up where he left off from uh, last year in the playoffs and for the Golden Knights, activating in the offensive zone, really looking for some chemistry with Alec Martinez. Uh, Martinez was one of those players that stands out for all of the obvious reasons. One, he ends up blocking a shot. I don't know if he meant to block a shot, but that was kind of the biggest. That one was like three feet wide of the net, and he was (laughs) the most surprised person in the building that the puck was coming towards him. It was a a Shea Theodore clapper from the point, and Martinez kind of gets in the way. And as soon as everyone realized that Martinez wasn't hurt, then his bench erupts, and and it was really quite a funny. Hear the moment. chance, warrior, warrior. Yeah, warrior. It's great, and and so you know, and then Martinez sets up uh, Keegan Colasar's goal in the scrimmage. It's one of those backdoor plays where you know I think you're kind of looking for that type of offense a little bit more from the Golden Knights. Um, a lot of energy to me. Uh, it just it was a good solid start to this training camp. Robin Leonard looked really dialed in, and Laurent Brassois has got a really good glove hand, and and so you know I I like where the team is at after day number one, and it'll be cool to see how everything tightens up as we go along over the next couple of weeks. A lot of people were very much anticipating uh, their first look at Nolan Patrick being on the ice, and some of these newcomers, and uh, falling into that mix is Ashley Vice, ladies and gentlemen. Can I just welcome in? the new ringside reporter on the AT&T Sportsnet uh, television broadcast, who is going to uh, join us uh, for uh, an extended run here and, and a beautiful uh, debut today where you were in and around the, the arena. And nobody really knew. Like, you, you were kind of, they saw you doing stuff, but no, it hadn't been announced yet. So, so here's Ashley Weiss, uh, who joins us in studio at Fox Sports Las Vegas. So, uh, welcome to town. And what what was day one like? Thanks so much. Day one was absolutely incredible. Darren, you and I actually walked into the mm-hmm. rink together, and you yeah. said it's like the first day of school, and it definitely is. But it's way cooler. Uh, like you said, I was kind of walking around with a mic, talking to fans, getting to know fans a little bit. But I wasn't able to say what my role was. <laughs> I'm sure many people put two and two together, but the team just actually released that. I don't know, about an hour ago. So I am so thrilled to be here. Um, I've been lucky enough to be here the last couple of days for media days, talking to the players, getting to know some of the guys firsthand, getting getting to meet Coach, getting to meet all of you guys. Uh, So it's been absolutely incredible so far. Give us your your background. What's Ashley Weiss's story? So my story, I have been a sports buff as long as I can remember. I've always wanted to work in sports, not the most athletic person in the world. I will be the first to admit it, but that's why I like to watch and talk Mm -hmm. about sports. So grew up uh, in the Dallas, Texas area, a little town called Grapevine. The Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup when I was five years old. So that's whenever hockey started booming in the Dallas area. Uh, Grew up a casual hockey fan, followed pretty much every sport. The hockey was just one of them. It wasn't necessarily at the top of my list, but once I hit college, for some of my classes, I had the chance to start covering the club hockey team at the University of Arkansas. Those athletes were a little bit easier to get a hold of than some of the D1 football players and things like that in SEC school. So that was kind of my first taste of hockey. From there, I interned with the St. Louis Blues and then wore a lot of hats with the St. Louis Blues the last five years. I was a host, reporter, producer, shooter, editor, you name it. I kind of did it from that perspective, did some writing for them as well. So 
that's whenever my passion for hockey really developed. That's when I started eating, sleeping, and breathing hockey 24-7, especially from September to June one year in 2019, whenever they <laughs> won the Stanley Cup. So, yeah, that's how I got here, and I could not be more excited to cover this team. It's been the most fun team to watch in the National Hockey League for the last four years. It's cup or bust, and there's no better way to come into it. What was the covering a Stanley Cup team like? It was amazing. It is a blur in some senses. I was only 24 years old at the time, yeah. and I remember multiple times thinking, this can't really be happening to me already. Yeah, they, they've said that around this uh, city a few times, too. This can't sure. really be happening. I'm and sure. It, and exactly. it's happening. Yeah. Exactly. But it's unbelievable. As you know, Alex Petrangelo was there mm -hmm. at the time. He was an incredible leader there. I know that he's an incredible leader here in Vegas as well, albeit he isn't the captain here. But it's amazing. It's an experience that I will never forget, but I certainly hope to cover another one for this franchise. I covered the Blues first Stanley Cup, and I hope that I can cover the first cup for the Golden Knights as well. Uh, VGK Insider Show, uh, pleased to be with uh, Ashley Weiss, who is the new ringside reporter on the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast. Darren Millard, Chris Chapman in the studio, and it's Ryan Wallace out in the homestead. Uh, Ryan, say hi to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Um, first of all, congratulations. It's it's going to be really awesome to kind of get to know you over this coming year, this coming season. But, you know, just in terms of, of covering that, that Stanley Cup run and the subsequent win by the St. Louis Blues, what's one of those memories from, from that time period or, or that series, whatever it is, that sticks with you, that lasting memory that when you look back at that time period, you're always going to look back and say, this stands out in my mind. You know, I actually talked about this to Darren during my audition. Part of my audition <laughs> process was a 30-minute podcast <laughs> with Darren Millard. Um, and it's funny because there were a lot of moments during the final round, but for some reason what will always stick out in my mind during that run was actually round two, game seven versus the Dallas Stars. It was double overtime. The Blues were out playing the Stars like crazy, but Ben Bishop was standing on his head. The Blues could not get anything in. It was they outplayed the Stars the whole game, but it's double double overtime game seven. At that point, it had kind of been a Cinderella story for the Blues already because they were last place in the league on January 1st. And here we were toward the end of May or I guess middle of May at that point. Um, and it could have all ended right there in the second round, but they came through. It was an epic goal by Pat Maroon. If anyone didn't watch that, I definitely recommend going back and watching that. He was the hometown hero at the time. Signed in St. Louis just for one year, came, scored that game winner, won the cup. But for some reason, I think that is when I realized I think this team is actually going to do this. Because from that point, up until that point, you know, everything seemed like well, they just started turning it around. Okay, well, they got past round one, but will it really go all the way? But whenever it was double overtime, there were so many chances that they could have closed it out and didn't. It felt like there's a chance that this is all going to end right here. But for some reason, it's that moment that stands out in my mind. And that's when, as I was covering the team, I remember people who I worked with saying, you better knock on wood. And I was like, no, like this is, this is happening, I think. This team is really something special. And it turned out to be. So that's really the one moment that I point to, and I think that most teams that win the cup probably have that moment at some point during the season or some point during the playoffs, maybe it's before the final round, where that really sets yeah. in. The one moment that you look back and go, that's where it turned. Right. Everything became real. Exactly. And if it 
and if it didn't happen, then you're derailed. And obviously, double overtime exactly. is that way. Ashley Vice is with us, the new ringside reporter on the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast, and will be uh, all over the VGK uh, social media channels, uh, bringing you coverage of the Vegas Golden Knights in year number five. Uh, I've had the opportunity to spend some time with you, but I want people to really get to know uh, some of your background and some of your interests here. And one of them is you were sort of in communication with Stormy uh, and mm-hmm. bouncing some stuff back and forth. And when the job became open, like you went after this thing and you like this is a passion. You really wanted this position. I really wanted this position. As you said, I connected with Stormy. Ironically, I wanted to ne- wanted to connect with her many mm-hmm. times over last season because we were both in that bubble with our teams. So because of our groupings, I actually could have seen her on the road whenever I came to Vegas. But after a couple COVID outbreaks, I thought, you know, maybe people from different teams shouldn't be intermingling. But once Vegas was eliminated, sorry to look back on that, but... <laughs> The next week, I reached out to Stormy and just said, you know, I would love to talk to you about your role. Your role is really what I'm going for because my role with St. Louis was great. But I I really wanted to add in the ability to be part of the broadcast as well and to have, you know, opportunity to do radio shows like Mm -hmm. this, to do podcasts, whatever it might be. So her and I had a great conversation. I told her I would keep her for 20 minutes. And I think about an hour later, it was like, (laughs) oh, I'm so sorry. She had such good things to say about the organization I had no idea at that point that she was going to be leaving. It was actually, I think it was July 1st, because I was driving down um, to South Carolina, actually, for 4th of July weekend. Uh, We got off the phone. I didn't think much of it. And then I saw the post that she was moving on. And I was immediately like, I, this is going to be so competitive. Everyone's going to jump on this. How do I make myself the front runner? So first, I reached out to AT&T Sportsnet. Stormy had told me that her role was hired directly by the team. Uh, but I also knew that AT&T Sportsnet would probably have some say in it. And I had communicated via email with the executive producer there previously. So that's who I reached out mm. to first. He said, reach out to the team. I was reaching out to everyone all over that I know in the National <laughs> Hockey League to find out the best contact to get in front of to throw my name in the hat for this position. Um, friends of friends were giving me names. And eventually I was told, Eric Tosi with the Vegas Golden Knights, reach out. This is who you want to talk to. Um, and the rest was history. It moved pretty quickly at the beginning. Then, then things slowed down a little bit. But some, I said it in my initial interview process, but there's something about this team. Whenever you're on another team, you realize that the Vegas Golden Knights are like the cool kids in school. They're like the bad boys. Like, not the team itself, but the organization. Like, yeah. they can be sassy on Twitter, and they can say things that other teams, especially in a Midwest market like St. Louis, just can't get away with. And you come to a game and just – the sheer volume, the fans, everything. It's just like there's no, there's nowhere else like it in the National Hockey League. I haven't been everywhere. I told you I think yeah. there are about seven or eight places I haven't been yet, but it would be tough to beat the atmosphere here in Vegas. So the combination of the exact kind of role that I wanted, everything Stormy had said about the organization already and the fact that it was in this amazing place with this amazing team just made it a no-brainer that I had to throw my name in the hat. I can't wait till you come to work and go, you know what, you're right. I, I was just thinking, I really live here? I, I, I really work for this team? Like, <laughs> right. I, I say it all the time my, my, myself still. You look around the mountains and you're like, really? 
This I'm, is the coolest place ever. Yeah, I'm a big palm tree person. I've always wanted to be able to see palm trees regularly. So that's been my thing here this last couple of days. I'm like, that's the thing that's crazy to me. The mountains are cool and everything. Don't get me wrong. There's a ton that's great here, but I see the palm trees and I'm like, wow, I'll get to see these every day. Ashley Weiss is with us, the new Rigside reporter with AT&T Sportsnet and the Vegas Golden Knights on social media, uh, working, talking to the players, uh, talking to the coach, uh, providing content uh, for you, the VGK fan, as you listen to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So, Ashley, like, kind of walk us through that call that, that you got when you found out you got the job and just kind of your initial uh, emotional reaction to that, given how much this kind of checked all the boxes for what you wanted to do in the next stage of your career. Oh, my goodness. The process was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. Um, Tell because... everybody about, about when you talked to Vegas and then when you like, came here for your audition. Because it was like a split second. Yes. I So I reached out, sent an email, got a response pretty quickly. And honestly, I'm sure, Darren, you understand this, but a lot of times, even if it's a dream job and one that you've done everything to find out who you need to reach out to, as soon as if you even get a response, even if yeah, it's a no, excited. to yeah. get a response, it's like, oh, well, you know, I actually, think they I might really have seen. I actually wouldn't know that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh I think they there actually saw my reel. I think they actually, you know. So even just to get a response was great. The next day, they said they wanted to do an interview. I did a Zoom interview first, and that was on a Tuesday. So that's the marker that we're talking about right now. Um, The Zoom interview was on a Tuesday. Uh, I followed up just to say thank you to everyone who I had spoken to first thing Wednesday morning. On Wednesday morning, they said, actually, we'd like to have you out. We're looking at maybe next week. It can be later than that if needed, depending on your schedule. And I was only available the latter half of that next week. So I said, you know, I, you said you want to keep this momentum going. So I could be there by the end of this week if you needed me to. And I didn't hear back that night. And I thought, uh-oh, that might have been a little too aggressive. <laughs> that might have been a little too aggressive. Um, and then Thursday morning, I got a text that said, hey, were you serious about being able to be here tomorrow? That was, was like, yeah, awesome. Sure. Why not? And they booked a flight. And I got on a flight at... 11 a.m. Central Time, flew here, landed at about noon Pacific, I guess, flew out at 7 p.m. Pacific. So it was a really quick turnaround. It was great. But after that point, that part moved really fast. Then things slowed down quite a bit. Um, And I went through phases. I told Darren last night, he and I were talking, and I said, you know, I felt very comfortable during that audition process talking to all of you guys. But as some time went on and I kind of lost confidence about if I was going to get it or not, I started to think maybe I was a little too comfortable there. Uh, maybe I got a little too comfortable as, you know, letting loose a little bit too much. But it's funny because there were a couple times that it was like, yeah, we're looking to have a decision by the end of this week, if not early next week. And then Wednesday of that week rolled around and I was, oh, I was thinking no way. And I got a call. Um, It was, I think, 7 o'clock where I was in St. Louis. And they said, we want to schedule a call with you tonight. It was going to be with two people. And I was like, this is either going to be an offer or... They feel bad that it's taken so long. So this could be a, this could still be, I'm setting up a call <laughs> oh, geez, with them, no, yeah. but this could still be the no. I'm sorry. So, so many, everybody can relate to that moment. Ex- yeah, yeah, it was. And then it was like torture because I'm waiting for, yeah. you know, an hour until we actually have that call, having no idea what's going to happen. But surreal is the only way I can explain what it was like to actually, you know, hear them say that they wanted to bring me on. It still doesn't feel real. I mean, even that, that was, I guess, a little bit less than two weeks ago. Um, got paperwork finalized last week and I came out here on Monday. So 
it still hasn't set in to answer your question, but really a dream come true is the only way to describe it. We got a game on Sunday. It's going to settle in it there. Should, hopefully it settles in by then because I got to be on top of my game. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break here and we'll come back with you. You okay to stick around for another segment? Absolutely. Uh, we've got Pete DeBoer coming up in hour number two. Uh, he will join the VGK Insider Show. You, you, you like Trump Pete. You came on the first hour. We moved Pete to the second hour. That's oh, how don't big, say that. That's don't how say that. Big this don't blame me is. for that one. I'm. I, I <laughs> don't tell him. I don't tell him that. I, I won't tell him that. Ryan will. <laughs> Ryan loves telling no, that's Pete not, what to do. That's, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> we'll take a break. That's we'll exactly come back right. with uh, Ashley Vice, uh, the new ringside reporter with the uh, VGK, and uh, of course on the AT and T Sportsnet broadcast and the VGK social channels. You're listening to. The VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. It's cool today. Got to uh, see players be in the same room as players at the podium. Robin Leonard spoke to the media today. Hayden Korzak was at the podium. Nolan Patrick uh, spoke today. Pete DeBoer also spoke, but we're going we're gonna to talk to him directly in hour number two of the BGK Insider Show. Day one of training camp as we welcome in the new ringside reporter on AT&T Sportsnet and the Vegas Golden Knights social media channels. Uh, Ashley Vice is with us. She's been working for a few days, but it was officially uh, announced today. Uh, training camp. Uh, did you get a chance to see Alex Petrangelo, one of the familiar faces? I did, yeah. yes. I saw him around... Tuesday, I think, was the first day I ran into him and then obviously saw him on the ice today. I'm really excited to see what he does here in year two. I know that the BGK fan base was able to see how dynamic of a player he is in year one, but it takes some time to mesh with the team, right, and to really fit into a new system. And it was such a big change for him here. You go from being a captain of the team, the only team you've ever played for, the team you got drafted by, to being here. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table this year. It was great to see a familiar face for sure. Uh, did he do like a double day? Hey, I know you. He, I will admit, no, because he knew I was coming. But there oh, okay. was one moment whenever we were talking, and he was like, "I can't believe you're, st- I can't believe you're sitting here right now." <laughs> so, um, I think for both of us, a little bit of deja vu, but not, you know, because we're in a new place and all that jazz. So, it was great to see him. Uh, yeah, excited to at least have one familiar face here. He's a great guy off the ice, as you know. Player you can always trust. A player. It's going to be there, a really easy player to build a strong relationship with. Uh, Chris with. Chapman's in studio. He, he likes him because uh, because he drives a Honda. Well, and I think it's cool <laughs> that he has triplets, too. That, that's kind yes. of, that's fun. Drives a Honda, two Hondas, and has triplets. You like the Honda commercial. Oh, I love the Honda commercial. Who doesn't? Yep. Yeah. Well, Who doesn't love the Honda commercial? This guy. No, that's not true. I yeah, just yeah. wasn't it as is true. It is as, true. As, yes. as, as you. Uh VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, uh, chatting with uh, Ashley Vice, Ryan. So Ashley, like just kind of taking in day number one of camp, at least with with on ice activities. What were your impressions of, you know, just kind of on ice, the the practice, the scrimmage, all that, and then especially the fans in attendance for this practice for the Golden Knights. So I will say, I think what impressed me the most was the pace on day one. I only have St. Louis as far as NHL teams to compare it to, but the fact that scrimmages were taking place on day one was not something that I was used to seeing day one. So that was really interesting. Even just um, the players really want to win this thing. And it's clear. You know, every single team on day one of camp is saying that they want to win this thing, but 
even talking to the players leading up to it, especially like Jonathan Marcheseau was one. Oh my gosh, when he starts talking hockey, I learned really quick. The passion just shines through his eyes. Yeah. Literally, he gets so serious. So that was my first impression, just the the pace at which they were practicing, how seriously they were taking it already. Um, as far as the fans go, that blew me away. From the second I walked in the door, the fact that the DJ was there going, uh, just the vibes, the energy, all of it was crazy. I had a chance to walk around and talk to a few fans, talk to some families that were there, families of five and six. Uh, kids, I guess, were out of school today around Vegas, so it's great that they were able to be there, although I'm sure even if there was school, there would be some kids there pulled out of school because why not? It's the yeah. first day of training camp. Uh, I met Flag Guy today, got to talk to him, so keep an eye out for that on the Vegas Golden Knights social media channel. I walked by you. He was, he was waving the flag while, while you were talking interviewing. Yeah. <laughs> it was impressive. It was impressive. I couldn't do that. One-handed wave. The, the idea of fans being a practice is not new to the Vegas Golden Knights. It's been part of the franchise since day number one. Uh, but it is new to me in the sense that it, I didn't wasn't around any other team that ever did this. It's it's really cool how in the middle of practice there's go nights go chants and and people are chanting panda and and different players names. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's not just fans watching and spectating, right? Yeah. It's like they're so excited the hockey's back, they're cheering the guys on. I did notice that. I noticed the go nights go is so loud, so passionate. Like I was honestly blown away. Uh, you had a chance to speak to some players on media day. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Petrangelo mm -hmm. was one of those. Uh, you mentioned the passion from Jonathan Marchessault as we chat with Ashley Weiss, the new ringside reporter on AT&T Sportsnet broadcast. Uh, she'll be working with uh, Dave Gosher, Shane Adi, uh, myself, uh, Gary Lawless. So you, you, you know some of that team. Uh, which player kind of from outside that you thought you might know and to speaking to them where you kind of went... That that person grabbed me in a in a way and and offered a spin in a, in a certain way that uh, that was really neat. Yeah, I thought Alec Martinez and Max Pacioretty were two that were super thoughtful in their answers. Mm -hmm. um, really easy guys to have conversations with. Um, something else I picked up on this isn't about my conversation with him, but in multiple conversations that I had with other players, the way Mark Stone is as a person came up. And I wasn't even asking players about Mark Stone as a leader. Somehow, as we were having conversations, it would come up that Mark Stone is the best human they've ever met. Um, and that is something from all of the interviews that I had that will stick out to me is how much respect the team has for him, not just on the ice, but off the ice as well. Yeah, he's. Uh, I can't wait for you to really get to know and see the passion, that, that emotion firsthand. And be on, on that side. As you're walking around T-Mobile Arena smiling, because that's what all you do at, at Golden Knight Games, you have this perennial grin on your face. Uh, Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, and the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So in terms of kind of like how you approach this this job in, in trying to kind of be that bridge gap between the fans and the players gaining, you know, and giving fans a, a unique perspective, a unique access to these players, uh, how, how do you approach it or how are you going to approach it this year to try to get the players' stories to the fans in a unique way? That's a good question, doing it in a unique way. I can say I think the best way to do it is just – to be genuine. My goal is to build genuine relationships with the players and also build genuine relationships with this fan base. And whenever you have genuine relationships with both, then I think that it translates. Like mm -hmm. we talk about how Alex Petrangelo right now is the only player that I know personally, but I I know Alex. I know not just about his 
you know, on ice performance, but some of the real struggles that him and his family have gone through. You've talked about his triplets, but they had a real tragedy before they were able to have triplets. Now they have another child. Like their entire journey is just absolutely amazing. And so I think the way I go about it is to get to know the players as people. That's the most important thing. Have genuine conversations with them, get to know what makes them click. And I got to learn a lot about that. I was able to talk a lot to Zach Whitecloud about his indigenous roots and that was incredible. I cannot wait to continue sharing that story as the season goes on. Uh, his eyes light up when he talks about how proud he is to represent his culture and how proud his culture is of him. So things like that, I mean, I think just, you know, the same way that you want to get to know your friends is how I want to get to know these players. Of course, there's a professional relationship there, uh, but getting to know who they are as people is the most important thing. And I think that if I'm able to do that, uh, and it does help whenever you come in and you do have that trusting relationship with one of the players already. I'm hoping that that will help open the door and help other guys trust me as well. But I also understand that that is earned and not given. So as the season goes on, I hope to continue to build those relationships, learn more about these guys, and pass it along to the fans. That's a great way to put it. Like, you want to get to know them the way you would want to get to know friends. That's that's an awesome way to phrase it. Ashley Vice is with us. You'll see her on the AT&T Sportsnet Vegas Golden Knight broadcast. And you'll also uh, see her on all the Vegas Golden Knight social media channels. Why are you nervous? Like, I don't there's no sense of nervousness about you at all. You said, why am I not nervous? Yeah, like, how, how is that? You weren't nervous in your audition? Oh, you, I was you, nervous you, in you, my you audition. You usually read that? Like, don't get me wrong. I was nervous in my audition. I don't know, and I actually am someone, the whole plane ride I was nervous, the whole night before I was nervous. I think the longer I go in my career, the more I'm aware that you just talk about what you know about. Mm-hmm. And then there's nothing to be worried about. You know, you're not going to talk yourself in too big of a circle as long as you're talking about the things that you know about, you know. Um, you know, that office clip where he's like, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. Don't get me uh, wrong. Uh, that happens to uh, me plenty. Uh, oh, oh, she boy. just dropped an office <laughs> okay. reference. And Ryan yeah. Wallace is the biggest office fan oh, nice. I've ever met. All right. What's your okay. favorite episode? So- Oh, man. Favorite episode. Well, only for how uncomfortable it is. Dinner party is phenomenal (laughs) in how uncomfortable it is. So I'm going to go dinner party. Scott's Tots is uh, high up on my list as well. Um, But I got to ask you, like, in terms of The Office, like, Mm -hmm. what, what's your, who is your favorite character? What are some of the the big, big moments that stand out for, for you from that, uh, that, ser- that series. So I have to admit, I've only watched it all the way through one time, and it was about two yeah. years ago. But don't get me wrong, I loved it. Um, so I'm not, you know, one of those people who's watched every episode like five times. You make so. it sound like it's normal to watch an entire Some people, series I don't know. five times. The it, office people it absolutely are crazy. is normal. Yeah. The office, yeah, it absolutely office is normal. people are crazy, and they watch it nonstop. And I, I could. It's great. I would say my favorite character is Jim. There it is. As far as like he's the most relatable, right? Like we all relate to Jim. Mm-hmm. We're all yeah. we are all thinking what Jim is thinking through all of this. I so, well, he's uh, sane, right? Yeah, he's another one. I watched the uh, clips of the birthday party that they missed when they were party planners. Okay, Jim and Dwight, and yeah. they uh, they missed yep. I think Mindy's birthday party. Here's Kelly. Here's Kelly. Yeah. And uh, yep. I was like, wow, uh, like that is some. It reminds you how how funny that is. We, that's what we should do for Halloween. We should the do office? the office. We okay. should do the office. Uh, you okay. met Dave uh, and Shane. Mm-hmm. You met Shane for the first time last night. I did. Uh, what's your impression of Dave? Dave's funny. Dave is very funny. Dave's very funny. Um, the first thing I've learned about Dave is that he's a picky eater. 
He is such <laughs> a picky. That is good. I, I thought That's you were going like to say Dave likes Dave, fact. but uh, but no. Dave is a picky. Well, he is. He, he, Dave, Dave loves walking around going, this is Dave, uh, <laughs> and referring to himself in the third person. And he's one of my favorite people, but, but he makes me laugh. The first time he did it, I thought, is that guy, because I didn't know him at all. Is that guy really serious? He's talking about himself in the third person? And now if he doesn't do it, uh, I get worried. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. But you picked up on the picky eating. That's that's I did. very astute. I did. Uh, I think I will quote the first time I met him was over lunch, and he ordered a salad, and he said, no blue cheese, I'll throw up. Oh, no. <laughs> that was his- <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Blue cheese is his kryptonite. Yep, that's his thing. So I learned that immediately. We talked about it more last night. He said, no blue cheese, no mayo, no mustard. I don't, he has some line that goes with it. I don't remember. Yeah, he, he has a little tagline with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was doing play-by-play play at the coffee machine, uh, coffeeer machine. Yeah, I missed that one. I missed uh, that one. What about Shane? Uh, pretty cool dude. Shane is awesome. Because yeah. those, the, like, you three uh, will be like just glue. You're, you'll be traveling. You'll be. I get to to stay at home, and work out of Studio Thirty One. But uh, but those are your peeps right there. Yeah, I have to say, I'm gonna have to find a way uh, to break in. Because they walked into dinner together last night. Oh, there's no chance. Just you the can, best you, you friends can, yeah. that anyone could ever have. It's the most incredible broadcast tandem I've ever witnessed in my life. They are very clearly best friends. Yeah. Like, they're reading each other's minds, I feel like. They're, you know, talking about all the concerts they're going to together, which is yeah. great. I'm sure It's got to translate, right? So I'm excited for that. But I don't know if I can keep up. How am I going to be cool enough to, like, fit in the group, you know? More broadcast tandems despise each other and pull it off on the air than are ever best friends. They and are best so, friends, I so think. So what it, these two clear. do is is really unique. It is. It's impressive. I was impressed the way they walked in together, the way they were, you know, kind of finishing each other's sentences. It was pretty impressive. It, it is. Um, Ashley Weiss is with us, the new ringside reporter on uh, AT&T Sportsnet, and she will be part of the Vegas Golden Knights social media channels. Nightlife is, is Nightlife, also going to be yes. uh, one of your responses. Any features that yet? Yeah, yeah. Would like to. I came in with a bucket full of them, and then COVID hit. Okay. But uh, but we've all got those those fun. I, like I want to take a helicopter ride okay. to the Grand Canyon with a couple players. Okay. That's what I've always wanted to do. Uh, That's anything. a good one. Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> Chapman's just invited himself <laughs> along. That's a good one. I have to think about it. You know, I'm trying to think of more Vegas centric things rather than hockey centric. I thought it would be fun to get a couple broadcasters with a strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. and make them go through a player's warm up and I see think Wallace the and one. War- I always great. think the warm up, you know, for them, for an average person like myself. I don't want to speak for you. You might mm. be in great shape. I'm not. He's not. Um, the warm up would be a full <laughs> workout and then some probably. Gary. So I think that'd be a fun opportunity to, you know, kind of. Like, it'd be a humbling experience. Be awesome. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be a humbling experience. But I don't know. I think that would be fun. I think the fans could benefit from seeing, you know, how good a shape these guys are. And that's another great conversation I had with Robin Leonard. You know, that was one of the big topics today was how he has slimmed down. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard a lot about how he's been doing MMA and doing all this training, um, all that. So that's something we talked about was the fitness required to be a goaltender even. That's something that's overlooked. So, you know, just the fitness level of all these guys. A unique way to show fans, you know. Because that would really display how great shape they're in. Exactly. Would be watching uh, Dave Gosher and Gary Lawless. Because Shane <laughs> is in great shape. Yeah, I can see uh, that. But, uh, but Gosher and Lawless going through a fitness regimen. And, and you know who else could use that? Chapman. 
Jeez. He's not so wrong. Mean to him. He's not <laughs> wrong. I'm not wrong. So mean to him. I'm No, he's not wrong. We're, what were you saying today at oh, the media yeah. session? Well, today today was the first day of uh training camp. So today was the first day of Chapman's training camp. I got on the got on the stationary bike this morning and nice. uh, yeah. Yeah. Good so for you. Uh, I, I ruined it at lunch by having a hamburger, but uh it's better than if you had a hamburger and, and didn't, didn't buy. see that's yeah. That's I like thing. how you think, yeah. But uh, yeah, every morning now, gotta gotta. Where'd get you going. go on the stationary bike? Uh just around the block. Oh. Yeah, yeah, good for you. It's kind of humor you have to get used to, Ashley. Uh, hey, welcome, welcome to the city. This has been great. I'm glad uh, that you came in, even though I'm probably in trouble uh, because I didn't realize there was a no guest policy uh, here at uh, the VGK Insider Show. I didn't know that. You're not supposed to say that on the air, though. Oh, well, sorry. Um, now we're really in trouble. Now we're just erase that, okay? He was kidding. Yeah, I'm just joking. He was kidding. I'm obviously, <laughs> I'm obviously calling in. Nobody's funnier than I am. Uh, Ashley, uh, look forward to your debut on the telecast on Sunday. Thank you. Happy and, uh, to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I uh, really appreciate uh, you uh, being part of the VGK Insider Show. won't be the last time. Ashley Vice, uh, ringside reporter on AT&T Sportsnet. And uh, we'll also be part of the VGK social media channels and uh, AT&T Sportsnet's nightlife. When we continue, uh, Sam and Ash coming up in, in just a second, plus Pete DeBoer in hour number two, the VGK head coach, will stop by to give us his thoughts on the start of training camp. It's time for the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. Hanging out with Ashley Weiss, uh, our new ringside reporter on the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast, as we slide over to one of the newest members of the uh, Henderson Silver Knights Silver Society. It's uh, Sam Nash in our Legal Minute as we bring in Sam Nash. Now, uh, I don't know how many people saw the video. Before we get into our Legal Minute, and, and uh, a great topic that we've been pumping up for the last couple of days. Can't wait for you guys to get into this. I've been saying since Monday, Sam and Ash, we're going to talk to him about this. Sam and Ash. But then I see this video of you guys hanging out with Lucky over at, uh, at the uh, practice facility of the Henderson Silver Knights and uh, in there in the livery, and uh, you, you guys are all in. Oh, we love it. We love being over there at Lifeguard Arena and seeing how many locals are invested in that team and that organi- in the organization and and lucky is just so much fun and he is great with all those youth hockey players and even the ones that are just watching their their brother or sister out there on the ice i liked seeing rocky and lucky kind of <laughs> uh little little standoffish at the start the two of them like horses don't mix with dogs dogs don't mix with horses but by the end they're kind of buddies uh, oh know, they were having a great time yeah and I, I set Lucky up for failure. He did not have any treats to give Rocky, and that will be the turning point. If Lucky can give Rocky a little bacon bit, they will be best buddies forever. And, and Ryan, I, thought, I just want to get into Rocky, this. Go Rocky ahead. could have had a treat for Lucky. I mean, that, it could have gone the other way, too. Uh, I, I also want to point out the fact that uh, that you guys had that, like, uh, that, uh, Reservoir Dogs kind of walk, uh, slow-mo walk uh, through, <laughs> through the lobby. The two of you had that thing down pat. That was awesome to watch. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, never mind the video of, uh, of Ashley cruising around Las Vegas in that three-wheel motorcycle, whatever that, uh, that thing was. What, what do you call those things? It's a Vanderhall, and it's so, so fun. And I highly recommend if anyone's looking for something to do on a weekend, rent them through royalty exotic cars and take it out to red rock 
The weather's cooling down. You can hook up your phone and play Bluetooth music. It's so much fun. And we did it for a charity. And so it was even better. And, and Ash had the, uh, like, you know, when you, you're cruising, you got one hand on the wheel, the uh, left arm out the uh, out the side, and she's doing the, the, the hand in the wind. And, like, nobody was more at peace than Ash. Oh. I loved it. Yeah. I, I need to buy one of those now. So do I. Okay, if you buy one, I'm going with you. We haven't okay. done the Monaco thing yet, but I'm going uh, I'm going to hang out with you. Uh, so Ryan and I have been talking about this, uh, and it's kind of picked up steam uh, throughout the week. And this is, uh, this is the legal question to you. Uh, one member of the Columbus Blue Jackets who had a two-way contract uh, wasn't even invited to the main NHL camp because he wasn't vaccinated or doesn't want to get vaccinated. But the point is he's not vaccinated, so they just sent him straight to the, to the minors. So he's uh, feeling the repercussions of that decision. And then we have uh, a player like Tyler Tuzi from the Detroit Red Wings, who is not vaccinated, and because of that, he can't cross the border and play those uh, handful of games uh, in Canada because of the restrictions there, and the Detroit Red Wings have the right, if they want to, to suspend him and not pay him. Can professional athletes be held to a higher standard like this because they choose not to be vaccinated? Uh, Just curious about this. Yeah, I don't think it has much to do with higher or lower standards. It has everything to do with their contracts. So their collective bargaining agreements will lay out uh, the terms uh, under which they have the jobs that they have. And I presume there is something in their contracts that allows the league to set and individual teams to set health and safety standards. And and uh, and so it really comes down to the language in that agreement where uh, we, we don't have those agreements, those are confidential, but... Uh, again, given that there are no lawsuits and no real opposition to it, I would assume that it's pretty airtight. Ash, uh, like one, I understand the not playing in Canada part, like not being allowed to play in Canada, so you can uh, you can suspend the player or, or hold the salary against them. But uh, for a player that's not vaccinated and to be sent straight to the minors, uh, that's that's a little bit more open to interpretation. Uh, is this just a hockey, a professional sports story, or could this spill out into mainstream society where employers can just say, hey, look, you don't do this. We are going to uh, make the necessary decisions. Well, we're, we're seeing it all around. You know, Allegiant Stadium here is requiring vaccination for Raiders games if you want to attend. Um, and this issue is unique to i think the nhl like sam said it is designed through the collective bargaining between the nhl and the nhl players association and if there was a majority of the players within that association that disagreed with whoever was really leading the negotiations they they might fact like they might get out and try and create their own organization but Really, I, it doesn't seem like it's going to impact many people. What I think 10 players or less are anticipated to not be fully vaccinated by opening day. And I've heard our team here in, um, in Las Vegas is fully vaccinated. So this is a problem for everyone else and not us. I'm hogging this uh, <laughs> microphone here. Uh, let's bring in Ryan Wallace as we discuss uh, the legal minute with Sam and Ash. Yeah, I guess that's kind of my my thought process on it. When it comes to NHL players being a part of the player associ- uh, players association, and given how high the vaccination rate is among NHL players, uh, those players that aren't vaccinated that might want to to try to uh, 
I don't know if they can appeal this or just try to go to the association to find some guidance or try to to change something. Uh, how difficult a road is it going to be? And then in regular life, if if you're in uh, you know some kind of union, what are the parameters for getting some of those things changed if they're mandated? Well, frankly, it's all about communication and speaking up and, and advocating on your behalf. And and most organizations are providing what are called reasonable accommodations for anyone who does not want to get fully vaccinated. And here, this is the unique thing. The reasonable accommodation is not that they're kicking these players off the team. They're sending them down to their minor league um, affiliations to play until they can be brought back up. And so that's arguably the reasonable accommodation that their their union rep, the Players Association, um, has negotiated and bargained for. And so it's going to be interesting to see how other unions, like the Culinary Union here in the Valley, how they all handle this moving forward. I agree, but it's it's just a matter of contracts and uh, and negotiations. Sam, uh, like how how much money would it take for you to? to not get vaccinated or, or, or stand on your principle? Because I, I look at what Tyler Bertuzzi is going to lose. I'm like, are you crazy? Uh, that much money? I, there's no way I'm doing something like that. It, it just boggles my mind. Well, it's not even a matter of principles. I, I get that some people have a principled, um, you know, an opposition to, to vaccines. But there are some people that simply cannot get the vaccine, uh, that have had COVID, have had it mm-hmm. too recently, have gotten, for example, have gotten uh, a remdesivir treatment or Regeneron treatment rather, and had, you know, are unable, literally unable to get the vaccine. So, so, to, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, in those circumstances, you can't. You, I mean, no amount of money is worth your health, but it does put you really in a, in a, in a bind. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah. I, I, I cannot imagine what these these uh, these guys are going through. Sam and Ash, it's the Legal Minute uh, on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Visit with us every Thursday. We love hanging out with them, and uh, you've heard from them. Uh, they're our legal team, Sam and Ash. Uh, they take care of you. They help you, and you win because you deserve what's right. Sam and Ash Injury Law. It's so easy to remember, and uh, nothing that I've ever heard before quite goes like uh, hurt in a crash. Call Sam and Ash. Salmonashlaw.com. You guys, uh, what's what's up for the weekend? Give me an idea of uh, of what's happening around Salmonash. Oh, my gosh. We're going to a big uh, event, a gala at the Thomas & Mack Center, 10 a.m. on Sunday. There is a um, best-in-show event that's put on by the Animal Foundation. So we're going to be there and seeing some really, really cute pets getting adopted. Wow, uh, that will be cool. All, all kinds of pets, and, like uh, yeah, all kinds well, of pets. there's dogs, dogs and cats. And... <laughs> not not sure about iguanas, but but yeah. You, and by the way, there's I there, believe there's still tickets available. Five dollars a ticket, so anyone can go. And even if you don't necessarily want to adopt a pet, it's a really cool event. We yeah, there's last also year. yeah, there's a live auction also. So if you're not just adopting uh. pets and. And they'll crown one of the one of the dogs best in show. They will win. There will be they've got like eight categories, and they strut their stuff for everyone. And they they take center stage, and then one gets crowned best in show. It's really cute. Is Rocky going? 
safety of all animals is a priority, and so Rocky will be watching. He's going to participate <laughs> virtually from the comfort of his couch. Hey, can I just mention something? As people drive around Las Vegas and listen to the to the podcast. Uh, you guys are our lawyers. Uh, you guys do such an amazing job helping people who are in a really tough situation. But, like, for people that are still relatively new to Las Vegas, I don't know anybody who does more for our community than you guys. And I'm, I just uh, stick taps to you guys for, for being so involved. Oh, thank you. This community is fantastic, and, and we love it, and it's, it's the least we can do. Awesome, and uh, and I'm gonna hold you to that whole uh, going on the uh, on the, what do you call it again? The motorcycle? What? Uh... It's a Vanderhall. Vanderhall. I gotta come up with a better name than that. The Vandy or something like that. Uh, Vandy. <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can drive Wallace, uh, Sam, and uh, I'm hanging out with Ash, and uh, we'll take a tr- cruise around uh, Red Rock <laughs> and uh, and do the loop. Uh, give them a call, 702-820-1234. It's the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash. Uh, they will take care of you because you deserve what's right. Uh, Sam and Ash. Injury Law and SamAndAshLaw.com. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Darren Ryan. This has been the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash. Visit them at SamAndAsh.com because you deserve what's right.